New beginnings breed only new problems. Let's solve them together. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism 3.0. Welcome to the reboot of modern escapism. Harder, faster, better, and stronger. My name is Oodles, and joining me today, we have Stig. Hello. This calls for something special. New Uh-oh, beginnings. I've got dragon some dragon soup. soup. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm cracking open the dragon soup for this episode. Oh, Stig becomes the Oodles. The mantle has been passed over. That's right, that's right. That luscious voice you just heard was Gadget. Well, hello. Hello there, hello there. I'm just drinking we also, Moretti. He's just drinking Moretti. 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 And we also have Biggie. Hello, this is 3.0. Requiem. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked already. And topping us all off, we've got Candy. All right, me babbers. <laughs> God, she peaked so well. <laughs> she decided to use a real voice for this recording. Yeah. So, how are we all doing this week? How are we all doing these new beginnings? These, uh, these new, this new room, this new place. I think oh, Stig's regretting his soup. The... I can smell it. Wake up! <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't know if alcohol with this is... energy drinks goes very well. It does, know. mate. Vodka Red yeah, Bull. Put hair in. Put hair in your chest. Fine. I'm going to see it Finally. through because I need to wake up because I'm absolutely knackered from being at the wrestling. Yeah, you need, you, you, oh, I think... you need to wake up two hours before you go to bed. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have... over as well, so... Uh, Do you know what? This I'm week I've been absolutely surrounded by not just drunk people, but absolutely fucking shithouse hammered people. Like last night, so I've got my next, my next door neighbour, right? It She's might have been me. It could have been. <laughs> I was driving around last night, so I wasn't drunk. But my next door neighbour, as soon as I pulled Officer. into, yeah, my as soon as I um, as soon as I pulled into my car park, I heard this like kerfuffle, like something's going on. And my next door neighbour, who's this lovely like fifty something woman, has the grandkids round of a Sunday, you know, watches Corey. She came staggering, and she's being held by her friend, staggering, and she literally can't stand up. So I kind of have to take the drunken baton from the front door to her flat. So I'm kind of carrying her. She's dropping her keys all over the show. I have to get the keys, unlock her door for her, and just kind of like push her into the direction of her bedroom. Like, just go, be free. <laughs> and I slam the door behind her. Slam the door behind her, and I hear this almighty crash from behind the door. It's like she might still be dead. I'm, I'm not. I'm a bit, I haven't heard much sound from her. So I mean, there's every potential. If she was that drunk. She's just slept in a hallway. And we've also got your mean? testimony on recording now. Yeah. Maybe I should it's have not very good. Does that construe as manslaughter? Well, Maybe. I didn't push her to the floor. I pushed her in the direction. <laughs> it was her who fell to the floor. It was gravity that pushed her to the floor. <laughs> it was gravity that killed the beast. Sounds like she's just trying to come up with an alibi here. I didn't push her, honestly, <laughs> really officer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't take the heat. My, uh, my voice, by the way, is knackered. So Beautiful. Oh, it I, might, it well, might I thought you were doing a new br- thing. No, 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 no. There was a lot of singing and chanting last night. Because it was fucking amazing. I'm not going to talk about it in the Nexus because I've got an actual film to talk about. 
We quickly tell film. us about the rest- wrestling. But, but the wrestling was amazing, and the UK crowds are the best crowds because we don't get this kind of stuff every now, like at all. They're like Triple H, you're a fucking nuts. Was it no. WWE or AEW? Yeah, like just, so this was WWE <laughs> Money in the Bank, which is one of their premium live events, or was called pay per views. So yeah, it was just I mean, like, obviously because the UK we have like kind of football chants so they bring a yeah, bit of football chant into that. it yeah but um yeah and because i got tickets through work who have a box at the o2 Ooh, i didn't nice. know what to expect walked into this room with my brother and and uh our mate and i was just like wow yeah this is it this is how you do it like prop there's a bar there there's room service there's a lounge area the seats were like the view from feel the like seats were Guardiola? <laughs> But a like time in a box. I've seen um, some pictures from people who said, like, depending on where they are in the stadium, the lights can get in the way. But this, like, it's absolutely spot on. You can see everything. There was no issues. I think I'd prefer to be higher up. Yeah, and we were. It's middle. It's mid level. These, and I was a bit dubious about because the thing says smart casual, and you are representing the company and all that. I got there, and the other guys from work were just. They were well into it. Way more than the kids that they brought as well. <laughs> a 316 t-shirt on. So we were all getting, we all got absolutely wankered and was just like cheering and, and uh, singing on the wrestling. And yeah, it was amazing. That's and then John Cena came out and, and teased WrestleMania in London. I knew someone would have made that joke. Yeah. <laughs> He'd come out, he's like, it's about time you guys had a WrestleMania. So everyone went fucking nuts. And I've watched a lot of clips back to you know see what it was like on TV. And when he said that, he he is a moment where he looks really taken aback by how loud it is. You just see, you just see your mouth fuck, like, <laughs> like I don't wow. think he realised how loud the pop was going to be when he when he said like you should have a WrestleMania. But yeah, it was just it's amazing, and they, and it actually had consequences because what used to happen with these is they do a pay per view in the UK, and it wasn't a pay per view; it was just a glorified house show. Mm. But they've actually brought a proper one here, which has proper storyline implications. They had returns, like things that actually mattered, which is good for the UK crowd. It wasn't just it's a, cool. Here's some wrestling matches that mean nothing. So yeah, it was mint. I fucking loved it. <clears throat> I'm glad I you enjoyed yourself. I saw the pictures you posted. The view you had from your box was pretty good. Yeah. Like I think, because the way the O2's arranged and that, I wouldn't want one of the floor seats because you won't be able to fucking see anything. You've got people yeah. in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. See, yeah, when I went to WrestleMania, WrestleMania, I was at that, not the floor seats, but then the, the set, the risers, yeah. you know, like they're not like actual stand seats, the ones they put in there, like that first section, the ones where they start to rise up and you can see the ring. But as soon as they go to the floor, you all you can see, see is like their shoulders and head. You can't see it. You have to watch it on the screen. Whereas this, Amazing view. Like when the next they do another event there, I'll be like hundred percent going back again. Yeah. And taking advantage of that box for gigs. Box free Definitely. bar, wankered. Want a free bar, unfortunately. Oh, wounded. Well, 45, 45 quid a ticket. Can't complain. True. No? It's like a nine nine and a half out of ten then. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was London prices. Luke Oodles, how much do you reckon two pints worth? Don't, mate, don't. <laughs> Twelve quid. Um, uh, two two pints. Where I live, six quid. Yeah, seventeen pound. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Glad that's I don't a, drink. That's anymore. London prices plus the event tax. <laughs> yeah. 
Because when I was at when I was in London in March, it was about seven pound a pint. Right, I'm you've annoyed me enough with that with those pints. Um, Biggie, it's time. It's time. I've been li- the listener has been eagerly awaiting. This is the longest we've ever gone without hearing some of your breaking news. You may already know, but he doesn't because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. Come, my Biggie. Come, come, my Biggie. <laughs> no. Breaking News. Sugar, baby. Come, my Biggie. Come, come, my Biggie. You're my Breaking oh, no. News, sugar baby. Oh, no. Biggie shells hate you, that noodles. song. I hate that song so much. This is your fault. You posted about it. That's my kryptonite, that song. It's literally my kryptonite. It's the worst, lowest common denominator chav bilge ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three doors down on my kryptonite. Oh, that's not even uh, funny. Yellow card, yellow card. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I thought that was good. No. <laughs> put that, put that on the Patreon bit. <laughs> no. The Yakuza Complete Series, which comprises of seven games from Yakuza 0 through to Yakuza 6, the Song of Life, was recently released on GOG. Oh. However, with this release, changes have been made to the game's credits with several former um, Ryu Gagakutoku Studio staff members. I hope I got that right. And uh, entire support studios have not been acknowledged for their work in the series. As spotted by somebody on Reddit, developers such as series creator Toshiro Nagoshi and producer Daisuke Sato, who both left Sega several years ago to form Nagoshi Studio, are no longer credited for their work. Meanwhile, the entirety of Lab 42, which worked on Zero and Kiwami 1, helped to bring these games to PC, and Qlock, who worked on Kazami 2 to 6, have also seen their credits removed. That's, That's harsh weird. as fuck. Mm. This is weird. Disrespectful. From a country where respect is like paramount. It seems like something very deliberate as well because the, it's just them bundling the games together. Like It's not like a, they're remastered or anything beyond what no, they were. They're just the Steam versions of the game thrown onto GOG. I mean, if they've removed credits, technically these are inferior products. There's less Ooh. content. I, mean, I know it's just writing. Like, like I know it's kilobytes. just writing off someone's name. Yeah, still, but more inferior it's, product. We, I mean, we've had this before where people have had their credits removed. Like it fucks with their career and it fucks with their legacy. Look what yeah. happened to Kojima. I mean, he's doing bit, fine. Bit, bit bigger, bit 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 of a more public uh, fallout, but and he just slapped still. his name throughout the game instead yeah. of every credits. <laughs> it was too late. The game had gone gold. I couldn't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> credits on each fucking mission, which did me head in. Oh, so funny! Yeah, but they took him off the box, mate. They took him off the box. Don't do this. Yeah, this this sucks. I, I I hope this is more of a Sega thing than a Ryuga got to go thing because uh, RGG seem like decent lads. You think? Mm. You'd think. You never Ooh. know what's happening behind closed doors in offices. You know what it's like. You've worked, we've all worked in an office environment. Terrible places. Oh, awful places. Terrible. Next. Konami and Bloober Team's upcoming remake of Silent Hill 2 is reportedly 100% bigger than the original. Every time I hear this, this Konami and Bloober Team, every time I hear it, I can feel Gadget like <laughs> imploding. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how they're going to do that. Well, make it bigger. I'm, I'm just going to put optional bollocks in it. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm annoyed at this. I was talking about I think I was talking about this in, a, in Punk's Discord server. Like, um, Silent Hill 2. Is a perfect game. It is a 
depending on how quick you are at working out the puzzles, it's a four to seven hour psychological horror game that is tightly paced. It's only got one yep. section, I think, which drags, and that's just you booting across the across the lake. Because that's a fucking pain in the dick, that section. But yep. it is really tightly paced. Everything is there that needs to be there. Like there's not really much kind of hidden extras to go and find. You can miss one or two weapons, but well, they're not substantial. Yeah, but, but even then, they're not really far off the beaten path. No, no, no. Because the story is so fucking tightly paced. And yep. I don't see how you can remake the game and add this much more to it. Like, like I, I, get, I get what they did with like Dead Space when they remade that, and they kind of just added some extra bits, but they didn't add too much more to the game. They just kind of fleshed out the story a bit. and It didn't lose its identity either, did no. it? I'm just kind of worried this is going to bloat the fuck out of the game. And I mean, I have no confidence in Blue Team whatsoever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do? Layers of Fear in that fucking medium game. They did Layers of Fear in the medium. Terrible. They've made one. Observer. Well, that's o- good. Observer's their good game. That, that's yeah, their that's one. Good. That's the exception that proves the rule. That's the Rutger Hauer one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that he's in a game. Yeah. That was the last thing he did that... before he died. Um, I think so, yeah. Do you think that by bigger they mean literally like it's just going to come in a really big box and that's just their way of <laughs> oh, that'd be better. <laughs> what I don't want them to do is to like make the a really long bigger digital so code. you just you just walk in for for longer. Yeah. No need yeah, to literally change. bigger buildings. Yeah, bigger buildings. <laughs> I, I, like I don't want them to do that. I think I made a joke to someone that maybe by making them some bigger like you have to find all six of the cans for the cans of drink that you have to drop down the the garbage chute oh, to get no. the key or some shit like that, you know. Oh no. Yeah, it's I'm worried. About, I'm, I'm worried by. It. I mean, I, I wasn't keen on it anyway. Just after seeing the, the fucking to James in the, in the cutscenes. I don't like it. Off. I don't like um, it. But I, I am. I am like Konami are trying again. They're trying to actually make game I'm old games, but they're trying. They're, they're not. They're farming it out to someone else. They're doing the okay. minimum fucking okay. work here. Okay, they're giving people the rights to try. Yeah, <laughs> they. they... All it is going to be is they're going to add like a pachinko casino to the town. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> maybe, you sit, maybe, maybe you sit and have a dance off with Pyramid Head or some shit like that. I don't know. Oh, Open. God. <laughs> Next. Play e-sports. Maybe we can get Pyramid, Pyramid Head's sympathetic backstory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we got that. Which we if got you play that. the game, you would know. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we, we know his backstory. <laughs> or lack thereof. Next. I'll lack thereof, yeah. Final Fantasy 16 is apparently crashing PS5s and completely shutting them down. This is according to multiple user reports on Reddit and Twitter. Um, apparently, it's a specific point in the game when the graphics mode has been utilised. The context graphics mode pushes resolution but caps the frame rate at 30 frames per second. So I watched a video of one guy that did this, right? He was right, the game crashed. Then he showed me his PlayStation 5. That thing was basically a dust factory. Oh. <laughs> Mine probably Gosh. is as well, though. Yeah, but are you, ru- was, are you running no, it in he graphics was or are you running it in performance? He had cobwebs. He had, he had cobwebs coming out of it. Wow. I had it wrapped in a tea towel as well. It's just <laughs> it's been a window. baffling how he even got his thing to turn on in the first place. It was disgusting. But I, I got through that bit on graphics mode just to prove a point. You know what I mean? I, I, I know which bit it is because, like, I'm not going to say I'm not going to spoil it, but it's probably the most graphically beautiful thing I've ever seen on a video game. Not much interactivity, but what it's doing is absolutely spectacular. It's a really fucking big cutscene, isn't it? It's a 
it's a playable-ish cutscene. Right. But it's just grand on the grandest scale I've ever fucking seen in a game. And I get why it's on PS5 only, and this would not be able to run on a PS4. Not a chance. Not a prayer. I don't even know if it'd work on a Series S. Ooh. On an X, of course it would, because yeah. it's actually better, isn't it? Yeah, it's more powerful, technically. Yeah, a, a big PC would be fine, but... Whew, I, I, I mean, yeah, when I was playing it on... My, my, my PS5 were going... Which is loudest it's ever been. Just that. <laughs> I get it, but... Clean your fucking machine. I wonder Imagine also if it's something... on a PS4, you get a fucking noise complaint. <laughs> police, police would bring you up to have had a noise complaint. You would, you would mate. You'd get raided. I remember trying to play Red Dead Redemption 2 on my PS4 Pro. I thought the damn thing was going to take off. Yep. yep. <laughs> you just got to get it clean, man. Get one of them, 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 them dust buster things. I did yeah. that. I cleaned it out, took it, out, took it apart. I replaced the, um, what's it called? Thermal paste. Yep. I replaced yeah. the thermal paste and everything, and that lasted about a month before it started to go again. <laughs> <laughs> The PS4 was badly made. It yes. was. It was. It was literally put, stuck together with chewing gum, weren't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think PS5, as ugly as it is, it's built well. It's built well. It's, it's locked it's, down. It's built for cooling. A giant it, fucking it, fan that takes up the top third of it. Yeah, he's fine. I. I, I think it, it again. The disc drive the needs fucking X. shutting up, though. Fucking hate how loud oh, that yeah, bastard does. is whenever yeah. I turn it on. Mate, my disc drive turns on when I'm loading Netflix up. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> like, it what are you doing? It just checks whatever disc's in there. What are you yeah. doing? It's Netflix, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry, guys. If you've got a clean PlayStation 5, don't worry about it, honestly. Candy, you're not far from this bit. You've just told me how far you are in the game. You really? are not far, mate. You need to clean that shit Yeah, up. I do have it on graphics mode. It's not the dust I'm worried about. It's the cat hair. Infinitely more flammable. Maybe just I get the Hoover it. nozzle at the back of it before you play yeah. it next. Yeah. It sounds daft. Big enough for the cat to sleep in it. <laughs> this is proper micromanaging my, my game uh, experience, but I put it on graphics mode sometimes, and I put it on performance mode when I'm fighting. I know it's a lot of faffing, but I just do it. Mm. I need 60 frames when I'm fighting because there's a lot of parry windows that you've got to, as you probably are aware, Candy. Yeah. It's parry Mageddon, that game. It is parry Mageddon. I haven't noticed, actually. It says it runs at 30. Like I feel like it's a little bit more than that. It feels like it is more than that. it's pretty smooth. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's like it goes no lower than 30, but it can go up to like 50, something like that. But the reason I don't keep it on graphics mode is because of the motion blur makes me sick. Yeah, there is a bit of that. I noticed a little bit of jittering during the cutscene, but other than that, it's been fine. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. Next. German developer Daedalic Entertainment is ending internal development focused exclusively on publishing after the disastrous launch of the Lord of the Rings Gollum. Oh, did that not go down also, well? <laughs> It also indicated that the other Lord of the Rings game it was developing, um, which it got 2 million euros funding for the German government, is also ending. So what was that going to be? Lord of the Rings Chuffin Pippin? They <laughs> <laughs> hadn't said what it was going to be. It was just like they were like starting it Tom, up. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> they should have just yeah, stuck to doing point-and-click adventures. Like the, like the Deponia games that Daedalic did were fucking brilliant. Oh, Deponia. I've got the whole collection on Switch. They're fantastic. Yeah, well, that's that's who did Lord of the Rings. Uh, Gollum. <laughs> How can I, that's a really polished point-and-click adventure. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Gollum? Gollum looks it's, like it's, 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 I it's, made it. It's almost like a small independent team moving away from the genre that they've known how to make is yep, not a yep, good yep. idea. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm, yeah. Well, 
Stick to publishing, Daedalic. Enjoy yourselves. Have a happy new year. Next. Oh, someone's just shoved something in here. There's a new update for Baldur's Gate 3, developer Larian Studios, and it has reve- revealed that the title has around 174 hours of cutscene. That's why I wanted Ooh. to shove it in there. Yeah. <laughs> 174 Ooh. hours. That's now. I, I mean, that's obviously going to be like upset. side missions and shit, isn't it? Like, it'll be side missions. No. It'll, it'll be all the dialogue. I and if you wait. play Baldur's Gate 1, or, 1 and 2, they had so much voice dialogue. Yeah. 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 I just, I just I love thought it. they were like 174 hours. Kojima's that, there he's going, coming on PS5, isn't it? He's, he's yes. thinking he is out. Challenge accepted. Is it? <laughs> yeah, he's rubbing one off at that. Also, actually, should have been put in the news. They brought, they brought the release date for it forward on PC. Yes. Now it comes out yeah. August the 3rd on PC and then September the 6th on PS5. That's close. It was supposed to be the end of August for PC and then September the 6th. But yeah. Mate, they have I, too I, many I, games I, to play. I'll, I'll buy anything Larian put out after oh, doing so it, good. mate. But this, this, is, also, this is also good for me because it comes out, one, just after payday, and two, I now get like a six-week time lag to play Baldur's Gate 3 before Starfield comes out. Yeah, the disappointment that will be Starfield. I'm joking, Candy. It'd be fine. fine. <laughs> Straight to my heart. It's just coming out on wrong console. Next. It's a match. I'll have a watch. <laughs> Over to the world of film and TV. Superman Legacy has found its leads with David... Current Sweat, I think, is that how you pronounce it? Current Sweat. And Rachel Brosnan. Uh, Beautiful names. They both appeared in House of Cards together. Brosnan. Believe it or not. House of Cards was good, but can't watch it. Um, (laughs) He is, um, I've heard he's really good in The Politician. I've not watched that, but I remember seeing him in Pearl and just looking at him in Pearl. I was like, that's your new Superman. Yeah, he, he looks like, look at um, him. <laughs> it's like, he looks he like looks... Henry Cavill just gave birth to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that man Very is similar. Superman. Look at him. And he's really good. So, um, And we know he's that Jim, James Gunn has actually done a lot of screen testing with this. This isn't a case of they look good. Let's have them. He's actually done screen tests. He's put different Loises and Clarks together to see how they worked with each other. He's done costume tests to see what they look like. He's, he's really gone like proper into to make sure he gets the right choice so and also i think jim's gun pretty much nails his casting anyway yeah he's yeah. he's very he's good at finding wrong, the right actor. yeah i I, so, I was quite surprised to see uh, rachel broshnan as um uh lois but then i think about it she's really fucking good in the marvelous mrs Maisel. Um, yes yes and I she is that. just a really good actress in general um, She's not bad to look at. No, I also did note did notice that the internet immediately started kicking off at the prospect of the primary cast all being Jewish. So I'm all for it, 100. percent I will go see it at the cinema just to piss them off. Oh, I I, I saw people kicking Let's off do because it. he's not muscly. But I always found it weird how Superman had muscles anyway. Because what's he lifting to gain those muscles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into it, but yeah. Is what's it, Mister Incredible? Where, where where he goes to the train train yard and is just lifting up uh, locomotives. <laughs> no, no, it's more to do with the fact that baby's born. Oh, I'm not getting into it. Don't get into I'm it, man. It. I'm not, not doing it. This is the This is the anyway, law anyway look at Chris Pratt before when he was cast as Star Lord compared to when he actually. Have you seen the Star-Lord? screen test for Henry Cavill and Man of Steel when he's got the, his first yeah, ever? Yeah, skinny. Got, so he's skinny as fuck. Yeah. These, Look at him now. These people get put through their paces six, eight months' they time. He'll be absolutely jacked. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, he looks just, great, and he's a great actor. So 
It would be yeah, nice yeah. instead of him being like fully proper, like jacked, if he was just like toned muscly rather than like Smallville Superman. Yeah, rather than being because he's, he's supposed to play a younger Superman as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, early twenties. Yeah, rather than him being like the size of a fucking fridge. Yeah, yeah. I like Chris. I mean, if, if, if James Gunn, yeah, yeah, just stuck. If James Gunn wanted to be super brave, he should make it so it's Superman before he learns how to fly when he's just jumping over buildings instead. That'd be so much cooler. Limit him. Limit him. As long as it's going to be uplifting and a joyous yeah, Superman. Yeah, not sombre. Not stupid. I want Clark Kent to be bumbling it. around an office like Christopher Reeve did. <laughs> yeah. Knocking into desks. Oh, God, I love him so much as Clark Kent. He's the best. Oh, God, he's so good. But like uh, Nicholas Holt was in the running. Um, He'd have been brilliant because yeah, he's, he's lost out yeah, on he's lost out on Batman. He was in the running for Batman with Robert that Robert Patterson got, and then oh, he Patterson's was good, he'd though. gone for he went for Lex Luthor, mm. and then decided that he was actually going to test for Superman as well. So he still could be in it as Lex Luthor. Yep, yeah. yep. Well, Lex Luthor should be an empowering person now. Uh, don't have to be ripped and stacked and stuff, but he's still got an em- empowering presence. Yeah, so not, not Jesse and, Eisenberg. And, yeah, basically. No. <laughs> and and in in some of the mythology, they were friends at the beginning. They were friends. So leave it at that. Next. Speaking of origin stories, Superpowered, the DC story, has had a trailer release for a new three-part docuseries narrated by Rosario Dawson. The series takes an unprecedented look at the enduring and influential legacy of DC, allowing fans to rediscover the universe of characters as well as the iconic comic book company's origins. <laughs> Doc series will stream on Max in the States on the 20th of July. There's no official sign of a UK date yet. This oh, okay. is a really good thing, in my opinion, because I think too many people, you know who I'm talking about, think that a certain Snyderverse <laughs> is the be-all and end-all of DC, and they don't yep. actually know. I mean, I'm not obviously clued in up on it all, but I have more knowledge outside of what happened in the last 10 years and I think too many people are hung up on the last 10 years of DC and don't actually know the origins and the, char- the characters' actual true selves. You, you see, it, someone, you see it with Marvel You can stuff ask as someone, well. who, who, who's Bill Finger? And people go, I don't know. Who's Stan Lee? They'll know who that is. Mm. Bill Finger invented Batman. Not many people know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I, I, I think there's, there's also the element, like in pop culture, there haven't really been that many good DC films. Like you, you, the Batman films have apart from Batman and Robin, have by and large been either fine or very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, Green Lantern? No. no. Snyderverse? First, first, oh. first two Supermans, original, Christopher Reeves one. Yep. No, no, yeah, no, there was no. ones. I mean, no, I guess maybe... But in general, more, the Tentpole characters have been great, haven't they? The Tentpole. The, the, the hit, the miss ratio has been off Massive. a lot. Especially, like, this last yeah. ten years, it's been an absolute shit show. Well, yeah, because you know, the last 10 years they've been doing, I want that one for, for what the MCU have, you know? Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame because <laughs> Without DC, having a I've Kevin always Feige. said this, I've always said that DC have the best characters, Marvel have the best stories. If people can work with these characters that I think are better than Marvel's characters, because Marvel basically copied nearly all of DC's characters, apart from Spider-Man, it's quite original. names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man's probably, probably... One of the most until the X Men turned up, but yeah, it's it's nice to give them. I want them to get some some more love, not just Batman. Where's the Swamp Thing film? You know what I mean? Where's the Swamp Thing TV these... show? Didn't they? Not... Yeah, they didn't. Apparently, got cancelled. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Never but mind. See, I, Never mind. I, my biggest 
problem I've had with I have with DC is everyone's mm. everyone bar Batman is a god practically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there is that. There is that. All the tentpole ones, all the big ones, like they do yeah. the Blue Beetle film and stuff like that. Who's kind of like just a, you know, powered by by yeah, but powered by a, a, a and stuff in here. Yeah, but yeah. like Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. <laughs> they're all they're all yeah. You're god, right. You're right. All gods. All... <laughs> yeah, it's wild that, isn't it? You've then also got the issue where, especially in this day and age that we currently live in, Batman comes across as uh, as a, as a rich boy beating poor people. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is the, an arch capitalist, and it it doesn't yeah, look good in twenty twenty three in this backdrop of the world. I mean, they've been pushing. They've been pushing Nightwing for the last twenty years, mate. As the uh, the poor boy. Yeah, yeah Batman's still people. cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah, Batman is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's fucking cool. Why do we need his origin story? <laughs> I've never. I don't know. I think it might involve pearls. Come on, let's move on next. <laughs> Uh, last one, Arnold Schwarzenegger is attached to Commando 2. The sequel's <laughs> proper name is Commando Retribution. They've gone for the R. Oh, so close. <laughs> you remember when I t- said I'd do sequels? I lied. <laughs> <laughs> According to the log line for Commando 2, the plot went straight too far from the original. Arnold Schwarzenegger's John Matrix is forced out of retirement when his daughter is, again, kidnapped, <laughs> leading him on a a high-octane mission to rescue her and bring down the ruthless criminals responsible. Can I just point out from this news story, they also highlighted the fact that he is coming up to 80 years old. Still Wasn't his good. daughter in the original Alyssa Milano as well? Yeah, it is yeah. Alyssa Milano. Are they going to yeah. get her back? <laughs> hope so. I, I, she's, I, I, she's, I she's had kids in real life and stuff. Is, she, is, is, is John Matrix going to be a granddad in this? <laughs> as long as he's carrying trunks, uh, a, a bit like... Three drugs, you know, yeah. Three yeah. drugs on it and feeding ice cream to deers. <laughs> okay. I, I oh, would God. I would really like like for the baddie to be cast as like Rami Malek just with the Freddie Mercury mustache and the chainmail vest again. <laughs> no, it needs to be uh, what's his name? Vernon Oh Vernon Wells, is that his name? Yeah. Bennett. She needs to be Australian, Bennett again. Australian but this guy. time like Bennett. he's just yeah, he's some got, steam Bennett. He's got a piece of pipe where his stomach should be. <laughs> and then Arnie Big goes old. to punch him in the stomach and his hand goes right through and he just laughs at him. <laughs> he goes, You go through me. He's, he's, no, he's Australian, isn't he? Yeah, he's Australian, yeah. He's Australian oh, or Kiwi, yeah. I can't remember. It's something antipathy. I, I, I haven't seen that film in decades. Anytime I hear Commander, it makes me want to watch it. And there has to be, if there's no steel drums in the soundtrack, then I'm out. <laughs> and a Porsche 911 just bombing about. Oh, it's God. When he goes into that gun shop, that feels ridiculous. Oh, it is. If it... you watch as well, like the the um raid, the raid on the bad guys' camp at the end, when yeah. he's blowing buildings up, you can just see Body that. It's count. Just, yeah, but you could just see that it's like cardboard cutouts stood in front of buildings. Oh, None yeah. of them. He's running around shooting. None of them move, and then they just get blown away. Like when the buildings blow up, it's. I was. Yeah, I fucking I, love it. I just always enjoyed that, that, like in the middle of LA, that he manages to find that kind of four ball rocket launcher just to start firing yeah. at people in that gun shop. <laughs> yeah. Just goes, goes, just like, into a I gun know shop. Americans. And... I know Americans love their guns, but I don't think you can buy a four barrel rocket launcher in a gun store. No. <laughs> Not no. one in LA, maybe, probably. Maybe in Florida, 80s. maybe. Oh, man, yeah. I love Commando. I might do that. You know, if we finish earlier tonight, I might just go watch Commando. Watch Commando. What do you mean if we if, if we finish early tonight? We're finishing early tonight. Next. Last one. The weird world web. A uh, woman sells real life piggy banks made out of taxidermy piglets. <laughs> Rachel Lewis from Charlotte, <laughs> Arizona, US. 
was a hairdresser until four years ago when she took up a class in taxidermy. The 38-year-old has not looked back since and now works as a full-time taxidermist. She first had the idea to run to turn a piglet into a piggy bank around a year ago, but didn't act upon Is she the killing disaster. baby pigs? Oh, my God. No. The picture that comes with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, a it's, the, it's the smell for me. Have I'm pre-ordered the picture on Discord item. for you to, to see. No. Oh uh, she's always dreamt pigs, of being a mortician from it's a young age and has helped her husband, Hunter, sorry, her Hunter husband, clean the skulls of dead animals in the past. Oh. <laughs> I went to a taxidermy class once. And I was going to say, Pip. what are you making this face for? I know, no, no, taxidermy class. Well, I'll tell you, because it was Pip that took me, and I don't know if it was the free cocktail we got, but there was a point <laughs> where you had to kind of turn a bird inside out, and now you almost fainted and vomited. It was bad. What do you it, mean was... you've been to a taxidermy class? What's wrong with you? you know, well, that, I know this now, but I realised it wasn't, it wasn't a hobby for me. Just, just for the benefits of the other listeners attached on this news story is a picture of one of these piglets and the, the cork for what the money blood? box is in its, 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 its dark. I've just posted it. Have a look. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even eat the fuckers and you guys are sticking corks up their ass. Oh, look. But it's just oh, a piglet. Like, like, piglets are cute. Why did it die so young? To be made into a money what box, happened? clearly. It looks like a digestive biscuit. Oh, no. <laughs> people stop being weird. Oh, people stop being like. I, I mean, also, I mean, fair, fair point to you. Like, we don't eat piglets. Like, like the, 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 they don't go into the food yeah. chain. They have to grow up before they're slaughtered for yeah. meat. So, so what are you doing? I think they're just killing them. That's fucked up. It's so fucked I up. Don't know. <laughs> is it? Is it something like the kill the boy ones because boy ones don't make me? I don't know. I mean, there, 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 there is a quote in this article, Biggie. She says taxidermy gives animals a second lease of life, but did acknowledge the young animals' deaths as quote sad. What? <laughs> yeah, because she stood on their heads. Oh God! I mean, Stop eating pigs, guys. They're very intelligent. The mum explained Not the fair. process and said, "quote It was really labour intensive to make. Instead of making traditional form foam form, it had to be altered, cut in half, hollowed out, and the insides finished." Oh, oh my God! I thought a piggy bank would be really cute to do. Nah, oh. it's just wrong on so many levels. I don't like taxidermy in general. I think it's. I've got two taxidermy pieces in my house You do well, guess what you are you when you die <laughs> stuff in you Honestly I wouldn't mind that That'd be alright yeah. I can post the pictures little... and... We're going to put you in your tattoo studio <laughs> No don't put me in Don't put me in work Put me in Alton yep. Towers What about getting your Oh pet... yeah What about getting your pets done You're not nah. going to get No way No 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 Can't handle that It's fucked up It's fucked up it's fucked when people, when people get their it. pets done. Take other people's it. pets, though. <sighs> <laughs> Candy's looking now, isn't she? Like, I wish you could buy one of these piglets. Not for right, $350. That'll do oh. pigs. This is a terrible, this is terrible <laughs> combo. It's extremely intended. I mean, how much, into the no, meat how much did she spend on that watch? It's $350 on, that pi- on, on a piglet's nothing to Candy. <laughs> She's bringing home the bacon, though, isn't she? Fuck oh, off. That's got to be a Come red on. card. I've got a yellow card from before. Now he's got a yellow now. You're both on yellows. I'm going to have to get some subs on here, Stig. Just mm. Worrying this. Worrying. This fucking Next this drinks time. some into a fucking coffin fit. <laughs> it does, mate. It's, it's, got a, it's got a kick to it as an old dragon soup. I'm a little jealous that you're tanning it now. It looks lovely there. What flavour did you get? His face has gone red as well. 
Um, he does. It fucks you up, mate. <laughs> lemonade, mango, pink. Pink, mango, pink lemonade, sorry. Oh, that's yeah, good. It fucks you up, mate. I had four of them, remember, on that episode. I nearly died. <laughs> how strong How strong is soup? Is it like 6%? 7.5. 7.5. 7.5 5. 5. 5. <laughs> 5 plus all that caffeine gonna, and sugar. Pulling the plug Stig, of his PC later, isn't not, he? Not to alarm you, and it came out just as I kind of stopped drinking. Um, they do Dragon Soup XLs with it, 12.5. <laughs> Get some of them for the next meetup. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're about a tenner a can, but worth it, guys. They are worth it. Nexus. This whole episode is dedicated to the Nexus. By the way, and I haven't mentioned it yet, we have a surprise and a very new segment at the end of the show, so stick around after the socials. But Nexus time. Nexus, Nexus, Nexus. Candy. Oh, you always start with me. I love it. I watched a film today called Nimona, which is an animated family film that was released um, this week, I think, on Netflix. Um, Nimona's a shape-shifting teenage girl who's been shunned by society for being different and who joins Ballister Blackheart, a would-be knight wrongly accused of killing the queen. Um, it stars Chloe Grace Moretz as Nimona and Riz Ahmed as Ballister. And I really loved this film. I sort of I turned it on as a whim. And it was a whim that did me right. Um, the film's based for everything. <laughs> the film's a story of acceptance and being rejected by society. Um, and they're not, it's a not particularly subtle analogy to the difficulties faced by queer people, but it remains a really positive and upbeat adventure while including mm. some genuine, like genuinely heartfelt scenes. It's, it's mm. really lovely. Um, oh my God, let me talk about the animation. <laughs> I'll go into further details about the studio in a, in a minute because there's a bit of an interesting backstory. Um, but it's just, it's breathtaking. Um, I've seen, seen a clip of it today. It reminded me a lot of Arcane. I was going to say it's very much like Arcane. If you love the kind I of... I also ri- saw the trailer today on Netflix. You know, when you hover over a film, the trailer kicks. I saw the big whale. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really nice kind of juxtaposition between the traditional-looking knights but it's kind of set in a, in a futuristic kind of cyberpunky looking city that sort of like period clothing as well. Um, like I said, yeah, it's not a million miles away from Arcane. And, oh, it has the most, it has the coolest looking version of a traditional looking sword ever. It's all like carbon fiber and stuff and just, oh, it looks sweet. Um, <laughs> but anyway, sort of, it actually started its life, Nemona started its life as a webcomic on Tumblr um, by M- N.D. Stevenson. He began working on the series while he was attending art college. He originally created the character in high school and the finished piece ultimately became his senior thesis. Um, and like I said, the, the film has had a bit of a roller coaster in terms of its development history. In 2015, 20th, 20th Century Fox acquired the rights to turn it into a feature film um, and it was being produced by Blue Sky Studios, who are responsible for um, Ice Age and Rio. You know, a lot of those Disney films. I like Ice Dreamworks. Age. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Rio's good, too. Good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Rio is good. I thought they were DreamWorks. Yeah, DreamWorks. So, yeah, so in 2019, um, when Disney acquired Fox, the film was delayed by a year. Then it was, be- then it was delayed by another year before Disney announced that they were shutting down Blue Sky Studios and they just cancelled the film altogether. Um, and there was actually like some controversy surrounding the cancellation because several Blue Sky members spoke to the media saying that the film was um, almost complete and that it contained, it contained an I love you and a kiss between two male characters. 
And this was at the time um, Disney was caught up in Florida's so-called "Don't Say Gay" bill, and staff stated yeah. that um, Disney that they'd received some pushback from um, Disney's leadership. So being cancelled by Disney actually probably did it a, a favour because it it kept all those scenes in, and um, it it was um, it's picked up by Netflix and produced by Anna Perna, who were known for doing like quite cool, like cool Indian films anyway. Um, They're like the guys at the party that like, oh, I don't like this song, Annapurna. <laughs> <laughs> super, <laughs> super cool Annapurna that always sits in the kitchen. Mm, I'm not yeah, sure. he brought same, the weed. Same Annapurna, Annapurna does the, game, the games as well. Yeah, yeah, same yeah, company. Yeah. Games, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the new studio, the new animation studio is DNEG um, Animation, and that's the studio stick that made uh, Enter Galactic. Ooh. So you can, oh. yeah, you can kind of imagine the animation. Stuff. That's amazing as well. Incredible, and it's yeah, and it's more of the same. Really rich colors, just every single frame is really just glorious to look at. So, mm. I mean, too bad for Disney, really, because I think Nimona is probably one of the best family films that Netflix has put out this year. And I really, if um, as a family film, absolutely top tier. Really, really enjoyed it. I really wanted to watch it today, uh, but we shouldn't get tons. And then when I did get, the girls were off doing something else. God, girls. <laughs> Amelia's gonna do a second watch of Stranger Things. She finished watching it and literally started again. So, <laughs> My son's watched it like four times. Yeah, like he loves like, it. But uh, yeah, I really, really children. want to watch it. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. There's no like <laughs> sex around. Mm. Well, there's a bit of sex in it, but Previous it's because it's in Fortnite, mate. It's all in Fortnite, so kids are obsessed. Yeah, Amelia can handle that. She's, she's I watched with... Hellraiser at ten year old. Yeah. This is not Hellraiser. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty good. She's pretty good with the gore and the monsters and yeah, stuff. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, th- this film like looks stunning, and I've heard great things about it. I- I'm just, I want to watch it with the girls, but most of them are going. If they're not going to watch it, I'm just going to really watch it. Yeah, <laughs> just do it. Fuck them. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. That your week then, mate. Yeah. Have you got something much. else? Mm, are you happy with tonight. that? Yeah. Not, not tonight. I don't think I will. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I've got uh, two things, but one's quite quick, so I've only just started it. Um, it's called Ooku, The Inner Chambers. It's a new Netflix uh, anime series. I wanted to watch this. Let me tell you the concept of this. It Imagine it's historically what do they call it when they change history uh, the, the, the word for it in there alternative history alternative history yes so in the Edo period of Japan a, uh, a, a a smallpox or a redpox or something like that affected 99% of the male population so the the shifts happened where there, there's still men left but it's mainly women are in charge of the uh, of the country so women are now shoguns women are now uh, samurais and stuff like that in the Edo period and the most precious commodity in Japan in this period is semen now I'm not saying in a dirty disgusting hentai way <laughs> it's just it's I'm not, saying the, popu- just the population no, well kind of the population <laughs> the population needs to continue so men are like precious commodities like the roles have reversed in this so like Women go to brothels to be with men, like these rare, rare men. And and the shogun, the leader of of the of that particular district or whatever, they have their own men in their castle and stuff like that. They're concubines, and it's about the shift in um, the paradigm. Like women are in charge, and it's women empowerment. 
men are like the, the lowest class. And I think it's fucking incredible so far. I've, I've not finished this, actually. I'm not going to talk about it, but it's anime, but it's really great anime. Do you know when the high quality fucking Castlevania style anime? Yeah. It's just, it is an 18. Like, there is, like, trigger one is, is like this male rape and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And men rape men and stuff like that. Because if they're subjugated to just be pets, they want to start power. You know what men are like? I've got to enforce my dominance by doing what dogs do. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> without without spilling it out too much. Well, this sounds lot. like an uplifting viewing experience. <laughs> it's not uplifting. It's not uplifting. It's just eye-opening, and it's really good. Um, I've only seen a good few episodes, 10 episodes, and they're quite long. They're like an hour episode. So it's 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 worth watching. Watch the first episode. See if, if, if the, the, the um, synopsis gets you and it drags you in. But again, it's not one for the family, which a lot of anime... Well, it sounds, it sounds interesting. It's really interesting, and it's it's really believable. You, you could think, mm, yeah, I can imagine a society that this had happened to. But yeah, women, it's, it's women empowerment done right, because I believe there's a lot of women writers involved in it. It's based on a, on a manga and stuff like that. Looks like it's been yeah. adapted a few times. There's like two live-action film versions of it from yeah. like the early 2010s. Yeah. But now it's on Netflix, ready for you. And the voice acting's fantastic. I don't know what they're doing with the English voice acting lately, but... They're smashing it because sometimes you don't want to be having subtitles on because you just you just you want to be doing other things as well. And I don't know, it's really good voice acting. But, but again, you can have it in Japanese if you want. But the main thing I want to discuss: I finished watching The Witcher season three, part one. Oh, did you not know this was split in two parts? Because I didn't. I, I, I didn't know did, it was out did, until yeah. you mentioned that you were talking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, five episodes drop this month. Well, they've dropped, and five episodes will drop next month. That's clearly so Netflix people aren't just using the free trials, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now, we've discussed The Witcher many times. I'm a big fan of The Witcher as an IP. Yeah. This is not good. Mm. I've heard very bad things. Oh, dear. However, the last episode of part one is probably my favourite episode of The Witcher series. So it's like four shit episodes that are all leading to this crescendo of this mid-season episode, break episode. That episode was phenomenal. It does all that. In one episode, it's based around a, a ball, you know, the masquerades that the uh, yeah. that this sorcerers hold, the big, where, where all the people, you know, from the series are in the same area and, and it's all, all the, um, the perspectives changing and the time shifting and, oh, it's just... It's it's the best episode they've done by far, and not a single thing is killed or anything like. That. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. really good. It reminds me of those um, those quests in The Witcher, the, the Witcher Three a game where you're going and you've got mask on and you've got to like mingle and see people you've and got to do the politics thing rather than the, the politics. And thing. it's just and you know I love a talkie. Oh, you I love, love a talkie, talkie. especially and fantasy it's... talkie. So why oh, is yeah, why is this being so highly? Regarded for critics, then I don't know. Like, if you actually look at Rotten Tomatoes, I know it's not the best, like, probably it's a decent one. Season one, 68%, season two, 95%, season three, 82% from critics. And then season two is my favorite so far. Yeah, but I think uh, I don't know whether fans are just, (laughs) do you know what I mean? It's weird because it's weird because it's 44% season three. 
Yeah. It, it seems all over the place. Critics seem to enjoy it, but like you said, you didn't think it was very good. I don't know. The first four episodes aren't very good. The reason being is because, like, minor spoilers for the last season, we got um, we got told about the Wild Hunt, didn't we? Way. Yeah. Forget that. <laughs> See him a little bit, tiny little bit. Is that going to be it. the second half of the series thing? Clearly, 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 clearly. I wonder if Pavel so, just knew this, and that's why he just gave up. Gave I up think on it. it seems, but he is his best in this last episode. It's worth getting through it for this one episode because these episodes lead to that episode. It's an arc that's going into that, and the next, the next half of this 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 season is going to be its own little thing. Clearly, from that. So what was season two like? Because I never watched it. Season two was fantastic. I love it. It's my favorite season. It felt like... I liked it less. Season two, I found eight out of the ten episodes really good. I thought it really fell off a cliff at the end. The last episode was terrible on season two. Looking at the the headlines on the reviews for it, all the praise seems to be going to Henry Cavill. He's fantastic, isn't it? Even the the shit episodes. All of the critics are pointing out that the story's not coherent. That it's not things about like Henry. Basically, Henry Cavill is carrying this series at this point. He is. He is. He's the best thing in it. He talks well, more Chris in this. Chris must be excited about it then. <laughs> not Chris. It's Luke oh, Liam, Liam, Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the inferior Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, that none of that's come up. Come up yet that they're going to change him or anything like that. I don't think they're ever going to mention that. It's just going to be a face swap in it. But maybe maybe he does like a Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah, it <laughs> regenerates. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him, yeah. him get uh, Geralt getting like mortally wounded at the end, and they they do some kind of spell, and it brings spell, him back. Yeah, it brings it him back. Easily be done. Different. Or they had to transfer him like into a different into, into a different body, body or something like that. Yeah, yeah. to make it make sense. The, th- the thing is with this now that they're going away from the source material. They're making their own story up, and again. Cavill's really good, but it's worth watching those four episodes because you're not going to get the context on the last episode. The fifth episode, like I say, is genuinely fucking incredible. Like Black Mirror levels of, you know, the best Black Mirror? Yeah. Like the best writing that Netflix are producing is in that one episode. I'm like, why couldn't every... I mean, I get why. It's probably very expensive to have everyone in that room at once. I think think the problem for me is that, and all well and good, episode five being great, but it's it's yeah. it's like it's like the argument that people say, oh, you've got to play this game for fifteen hours before it gets <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't exactly. want to. I don't want to put hours four you've got hours to watch. Of, yeah, four yeah. hours of my life into something that isn't very good to get the context for one yeah. good hour. You know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what they've done as well, which I think is just heinous. Series just a damsel in distress in this season. Oh, but no, why I she's the setter up last season to be this all power, the all powerful exactly. being? Yeah. She is. She's. She, she, just all trying to protect her. Woo. I think uh, from from what I've read, the one the thing that seems to have pissed me me off, and actually a lot of people, and this was one's very specific to me, is they've made Jaskia bisexual. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that didn't bother me that much. That well, that 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 bothers me because Jaskia was always an ally. A no, he was always a womanizer. He was always very straight, but he was always an ally to people who wanted to have whatever proclivities they wanted. Yeah, that's true. That was the Jaskia dandelion thing. He was he was straight as an arrow, but the campus motherfucker in in Temeria. <laughs> to be fair, mate. To be fair, you, you haven't seen it, and his little thread's really good. And the person who is he be bisexual with will blow your mind a little bit. Is it Radovid? Anyway, so <laughs> what will? <laughs> yeah, a moot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I say, 
it's it's is is it is it worth watching those far as get to the fifth? I think yeah. Because I really liked that and I've only got to wait four weeks till the new one comes out. Um I don't know how they can get another season out of this. That's the issue I've got. I don't remember oh, Blood of the Elf, so whatever it was called, that, that that elf show they did. Blood Blood no, no one watched it. Blood Oranges. I'm Shit. telling you that it's it's getting cancelled once it after yeah. the season. Yeah. Fact. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's 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 my nexus, guys. Um I recommend Uoku. Uh, the inner chambers, I, and I recommend episode five of Witcher season three, part one. If that's not confusing <laughs> enough, it's Biggie, what you've been doing, mate? So I watched Stan Lee documentary, uh, which is uh, available on Disney Plus. Uh, I grew now? up as a, a neutral in the DC versus Marvel debate, and uh, I always Fence enjoyed sitter. the best of both worlds myself. Um, but if I could be swayed one way or the other, then I would probably say I'm a little bit more of a Marvel man at heart. Growing up reading Spider-Man, Thor, Captain America, and of course the X-Men, as I previously mentioned uh, on one of our older episodes. I was always amazed how um, Stan Lee seemed to be mentioned more than any other, anyone else at Marvel. He was always linked with everything that came through Marvel, and I always thought of him as this legendary figure. Yeah. And this doc goes some way to explain how that happened, uh, but it's clearly biased in Lee's corner. They sadly mm. uh, chose to visually show Lee's early years and career at Marvel, um, as presented in these dioramas. I don't know if you've seen any of the footage of this, but it's a really odd choice. It's very clever, very lovingly created. But I feel like they're really missing opportunities to, instead of use the obvious visual style of comic panels, that would just seem like the, the obvious well, way that's to not what that. you mean. I thought, what? By, I, thought you meant, I thought you meant like comic panels, but just dioramas as in models or, yeah. or what? That's awesome. So they, have they, done that? they do a bit of a history and they go and zoom in on his family as he's, um, where his upbringing as a child of Eastern European descent. And he, yeah, you see yeah. his mother and father, but they're all diorama models. And it's like I say, it's all very lovely oh God, done. Oh, but oh, God, I've just seen a picture of it. It looks so fucking weird. So weird. Why have they, why have they done that? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, but, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to drop an image in the chat. Okay, okay. I'm worried now. But he was like originally live there's, 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 It looks like there's been oh, skill no. put in there, but it's just really fucking weird. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It looks like they cut scenes from, like, Theme Hospital or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's shite. But he was originally christened Stan Lee Martin Lieber, and Stan Lee was his pen name, comprising half of his first name, half of his surname. His life could have taken on a different direction if he kept his original first job working in a trouser factory, but the Great Depression meant that he lost his job and went looking elsewhere, and he landed a role as a runner at Timely Comics, which eventually rose through the ranks there, and of course it became renamed as Marvel. He was noted as being pretty much the primary creative leader for two decades, leading its expansion from a small division of publishing houses to a multimedia corporation that dominated the comics and film industries. Um, and in collaboration with others at Marvel, particularly co-writers and artists Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, he obviously co-created iconic characters such as Spider-Man, the X-Man, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, Ant-Man, etc., etc. Um, this is where the film takes on a murky approach because it's highlighted Lee as the creator of the iconic characters already mentioned. <laughs> where what, what about Jack other Kirby? reports both state that Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko were very unhappy with Lee taking almost most of the sole credit for the creations. 
I personally would like to have seen this film dive into this, but it's clearly almost like a love letter approach to Lee and his life at Marvel. It also skips the reference period in the movie when Marvel was sold in 1986. And there's no mention of the mass exodus of artists like That's Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee. Oh, when they all went, went to Image. On, when they uh, went on to uh, launch the hugely successful Image comic. So is it just a puss so, piece? Clearly. Pretty much. There's no mention of Marvel facing bankruptcy either. And the film briefly mentions Lee's sadness when Marvel was uh, eventually sold. And then it all of a sudden jumps to... Disney's ownership, so it cuts Excelsior. out all of this happening. <laughs> does it? Does and it just features. Sorry, go on. Does it delve into any of like, like the dodgy shit that happened to him in like in his last years with like his family and all that, like bilking him for money? Nope. Mm. Yeah, because nope. yeah, I really, think that's an important really part bad. of the, the Stanley thing. Because for all he was such a lovely guy, people took advantage of him through his entire career. If he went for his with, wife, uh, elderly abuse, fucked. Yeah. Yeah, so it basically just jumps to Disney's ownership and features the legacy of Lee and how he was offered cameos in all the majority of the latest films. So it's an hour and a half long advert. Yeah, the film is narrated by Lee throughout, blending his own tale and then clips of footage from interviews and various public appearances. So it's his voice throughout, and then there's the odd... um, Did they mention, I mean, you can spoil spoil it for me, did they mention where they, um, they sacked him, silently sacked him and said, but we've got you an ambassador role. Are you happy? Yeah, they, they, again, they kind of touch upon that, but don't again. They We're going to pretend that you're the boss of Marvel, but you're not. Yeah. So I think Awful if you're either new, it. if you're new to comics and the man Stan Lee, or if you're a lifelong fan, then it's a good starting point to see a little bit behind the legendary figure. But you just need to remember that this is purely a one-sided look at the man, and I'd, I'd like to. Have, I assume at some point somebody's going to do a proper documentary on. There is like, a. Like say, um, there's a, so much more to the tale. There's a biography. Um, I am Stanley, and that is. Yeah, that's Watts great. And all. That's what and all. How um, he were abused, and how, how he had a girlfriend, a long time girlfriend that used to kick him about and stuff, and how when like someone came up to him and went, I've drawn a character, and he was like, Well, call him Ant Man. And that, that's how he got the credit on his name. So he was a bit of a twat as well. You know what I mean? I created him. I named him. That yeah, kind and this, of thing. they kind of just make him... He gives project ideas to the artist. They draw it, they give it to him, then he writes the stories. And yeah, I mean, he is, he is a the fantastic Marvel method, writer. they called it. Yeah. Some of, some of his arcs are some of the best. Absolutely. And, you know, he, he's obviously been involved with it, but I just think... With obviously the side stories about how the artists um, that were involved, oh, they, they were suffered unhappy massively. Of how they were represented. I think it would be much better to have a proper documentary where that's looked into a little bit more and celebrate him as well. But this is just literally a celebratory piece. And like Shame. I say, it's, it's almost like a, a promo in a way. Mm, it's interesting okay. enough, but I probably will watch it and it. I'll scream at the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's the same with the um, the DC. The, there's a DC book about the uh, the uh, it's called Detective Comics, and it's the how how it was created and how how um, unlitigious it used to be back in the day when Marvel just came up and went, "We're having that, we're having that, we're having that." Then there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's so clever, and then but you've got to change the name of this character. You've got to change the name of this because, like Captain Marvel, and uh, do you know Shazam was called? Captain Marvel, that kind of thing. It's it's such it's such a fan, fan, fascinating thing as well. But it's a shame it's just a puff piece. Yeah, 
Never mind, never mind. You got any more, mate? That's it, right? Gadget. Uh, so I guess well, uh, I'll put my teeth in. I'll get I'll get started again. So mm. um, a very quick one, just a, just a quick mention, just because it's been brilliant, and there's been a few people talking about it on various discords. I'm in. Um, last podcast on the left have been doing a series about the um to coincide with like Oppenheimer coming out about the <gasps> Manhattan Project Ooh. and the creation Ooh. of the bomb. Nice. It's a five part. It's a six part series. They go into extreme detail. It's not a pro-America story. There are a lot of cum jokes because that's just their style of doing things. But it is really interesting and really detailed. And I'm I'm on episode five at the minute. Six comes out next week. Um, then they're getting into the kind of horrific detail of what happened after the bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Um, no, well, they not, the Enola guy didn't nearly didn't have enough time to get away. <laughs> no, I mean for the survivors on the ground. Oh, as well. Oh yeah. God. Oh, the things so, that happen there, man. Yeah. It's harrowing, but I think it's a really important series, and I think they've done an amazing job of it. So if you're interested in kind of World War II history and you want like a, a less America fuck yeah approach to never to even heard of that things, podcast. What's it called again? Last Podcast on the Left. You'd like it because it's a mix of kind of like history, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of true crime, weird horror, and like ghosts and ghouls and that kind of thing. It's yeah, that's how I came to stuff. it from the like the ghosty ghouly type stuff. I've um yeah, I've listened to it on and off after for like over a few years. To be fair, I didn't yeah. realize they'd done that. Yeah, plus they're absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like um, insanity. Uh, but yeah, but the main thing I want to talk about was I've been playing a little video game called Aliens Dark Descent, which came out this Aliens week. Dark Descent. Yes, so this is a real time strategy game developed by Tindalos Interactive. And published by Focus. Who are they? I have no fucking clue. Never heard of them. They don't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> but it's been published by Focus Entertainment, so it's one of them games. I played the first hour of this today, but yeah. uh, not as much as you, I'm sure. Yeah, the, uh, so it's set in the Alien universe. Um, it's available on everything. PS4, PS5, Xbox, and PC. Um, it's fucking brilliant. It's really fucking good. Don't say that. It, no, it's, it's very good, Oodles. No, no, it's not. So the uh, the story of it's set in 2198, so it's 19 years after the events of the original trilogy of films. So oh, Whale and Yutani... So before, in- before Resurrection. Before Resurrection, but after three. So Ripley's quite dead. Good. Um, I mean, not good. That, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't like anything... You. <laughs> I don't like anything like the Pretty Resurrection funny. onward. To, yeah. Or both. Fuck that. Pre-alien or post-resurrection. Yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, it is, uh, so it's, you start off um, on a, a space station orbiting the moon of Lethe. Um, so you're on a, a, a pioneer station. A shuttle drops off some cargo, and it turns out inside the cargo, there might be a, ha- no a handful of xenomorphs. Oh, why have they done this? Well, you see, here's the, here's the thing, the xenomorph gets out. Uh, and w- one of the characters you start off playing as, kind of for the tutorial mode, um, deputy, deputy administrator Hayes, a Wayland Yutani woman, um, Miller has to engage the <laughs> Cerberus protocol, which is which basically destroys anything trying to get out of the uh, system as a quarantine method. Oh, so cue a crash landing on the USS Otago, which is a colonial marine ship. Onto the planet of Lethe. Of course it is. And you have to basically XCOM your way through this game and kill a load of fucking aliens. Or oh, is it turn-based? 
No, it's th- th- this is the interesting bit. So it's real time, squad based, uh-huh. isometric. Uh-huh. So think like um, commandos. You remember those games? Yes, I do. Um, there, there is a focus on stealth with it as well because, like, you kind of you're better off not engaging with the aliens. So there's a little bit of like a metal classic Metal Gear Solidy kind of thing going on, like avoiding line of sight and that kind of thing. Huh? Um, what was that? Yeah, but but with more kind of screeching and slather. slather. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what they were saying in their language. Yeah, in the alien language. Whose footprints are these? Yeah. Um, Time pressures and then like tactical thinking and huge open maps that you have to go through. I finished the first mission of it and it took me nearly four hours. It's huge. It's absolutely enormous. So Hmm. it's... It's brilliant. It's everything I've ever wanted in an Aliens game. Like so, Alien works for Alien Isolation, first person terror horror kind of thing. Survival works too good. Yeah, Aliens Dark Descent works for Aliens, where you're as Colonial Marines. Because the thing is, every game that's been focused around the Colonial Marines in the past has been a shit first person shooter. Because it's the worst fucking genre of video games. <laughs> that's why. Like. I mean, obviously, Aliens, Colonial Marines, everybody knows that was a fucking shit show. It's uh, game over, man. Aliens Fire Team Elite was like a mid-as-fuck, not-very-interesting shooter. I mean, Alien Trilogy, if you go back to it, it weren't great. It was a bad Doom clone. Remember that Alien vs. Predator reboot? That was <laughs> shite. <clears throat> Where well, you, you, you played as a, a, a new, brand-new Xenomorph, and you, had to, you, you were born, and then you went through the air ducts, and you went around. There was <laughs> one way you could play as the alien, or the Predator, or the Marines, couldn't you? you could, yeah, yeah, that's aliens, that one. Oh, aliens versus Predator. predator. Yeah. The, the original one was amazing. <laughs> I like the idea, but execution, The idea, the execution. <laughs> the original one was great. The original one in the 90s was fucking brilliant. Um, the Doom clone one. Yeah, this one, however, the, the, this, this is really good, because it... It nails the look of the Alien films. It's got the sound right. It's got the look right. Like, even down to the fact that, because a lot of Alien games tend to go too sci-fi. Yeah. Like, you go in here, there are still CRT monitors. Everything is still that kind of worn, old, 70s idea of the future technology. And it works. You're still using weapons with bullets in them. You know, it's not laser guns or any shit like that. Um, Like a a Gatling laser. No, none of that bullshit. (laughs) But as you're going through, um, things... Things get applied that make sense. So, for instance, this first mission that I'm in, you go to um, a, a typically alien universe part of the colony. It's, it, it's like an individual kind of settlement within the colony called Dead Hills. I wonder why. Mm, nothing's going to happen bad <laughs> in a place called Dead Hills, is it? <laughs> no. Anyway, the xenomorphs have, have inf- infested the place and taken over, so you have to go find things. You get to a point where, now think, a colony, right? So you've got like places mm. where people live, places where people work. You've also got farming because they need food. They need livestock. Yeah. And um, what is the most common thing that happens with a xenomorph when it takes over a creature? It takes the biological concept of them. So like you saw in Alien 3, a facehugger gets on a dog, you get a dog-like alien. Yep. So what happens when a facehugger gets on a cow? Do they have an udder? You get a ravenomorph. Ra- you get a you get a raging bull kind of xenomorph that hey, comes in you called know a crusher. I don't like cows. Where you get a fucking charging, you get a cow with a fucking alien carapace on it that comes charging at you. Imagine a platypus alien where it'd have like a beak with another beak that came out. (laughs) And weirdly enough, not as poisonous as an actual platypus. Yeah, because the most dangerous. Near cat alien. (laughs) 
Well, the face hugger looks a bit like a meerkat when it comes out of the chest. <laughs> but, yeah. So the game is the game is slow paced. It's tense. You're walking around this kind of these these dark areas, and you can hear the uh, motion tracker ping in with the right kind of sound. You know there's aliens around. The aliens will do the vent thing. They'll ambush you. I've had aliens lay traps where there's like a body. They go there. Oh, I can investigate that, and you come at an alien fucking pounces out at you. Um, when this game come from? It's come out of nowhere. It ha- it was announced last year at what uh, possibly Jeff Fest. And did everyone go? Ugh. Well, I I'd yeah. see at the time when it was revealed, like I was into the cinematic reveal, and then I thought it was a twin stick shooter, and I was out. But then they came out yeah, and says, no, it's a real time strategy, and I'm like, okay, I'm back in. I've been looking forward to this, and it's a mid price game. It's thirty five pound on PlayStation. It's like thirty pound on Steam. Should it's... I plug my mouse in to play it? No, you can play it with the controller. Yeah, I've played I played on PS5. I was, I was, oh, yeah. I was mm. playing it on my Steam Deck earlier. Works fine on the Steam Deck. Oh, really? The cutscenes are a bit janky at times for me. Yeah, I don't know well, it's focus interactive. Yeah, that's that, that, that's the bit that lets it down. I mean, the, some of the voice acting is a little bit chunky. The cutscenes are average as fuck. But at the end of the day, it's the gameplay that sells this. The gameplay yeah. really fucking works well. Mm. Um, mm. I. I absolutely love it. Like it's it's reviewed reasonably well. It's kind of like a seven and a half, eight out of ten kind of game on most of the reviews. It's got a seventy five on Metacritic. So like it's not. They keep, they keep doing this. Like what you said. they keep doing this focus. They keep bringing out these double A's. Like Greedfall was a really good Dragon Age type game. Yeah. And but it's a double A, and it was like twenty quid a few days later. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, like I, I got what this are you doing. I mean, this came out on Tuesday this week. And I got it on CD keys for twenty five quid. So come on, yeah, no, it's it it is really good. I would really recommend, especially if you're a fan of the Alien franchise, which I know we all are, mm. or if you're a fan of tactics games. I would really recommend you play it. As long as it's not as scary as Isolation, because I still not it, finished no, it's that. It's not. It, 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 it's nowhere near <laughs> as scary as Isolation because simply just due to the perspective of it, you're, you're looking over yeah, the yeah, top yeah. of everything. You've got a, I, f- I think that's quite what a good view. Isolation does. You also you me um, yours have guns and you can kill things. Yeah, it's, I was yeah, say, it's you meet one of the synthetics, Daniel, yeah. and he is creepy as hell. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little bit working Jew, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's not a David level synthetic. <laughs> no, not playing playing the, uh, the the pipe. No, <laughs> um, fiddle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I I think it's wor- it definitely worth playing, and especially considering it's like a, it's like a mid price game. I think the value for money is outstanding for the quality that you get. Yeah, the cutscenes are a little mm. janky, but the, it's the gameplay that's selling it. And I just really like these kind of isometric tactics games. I, I do. do. Yeah. And it's there's so, so many times, like, I'll get spotted, so then I've got to, like, kind of barricade myself in a room, get everyone, get one guy on suppressing fire, get a turret set up, make sure everyone's got their grenades and they're reloaded, take, take some stim drugs so their stress level goes down. All that it's kind of game over, man! Well, yeah, because like well, yeah, if they get too stressed... They get negative effects, but if you let them get like three or four levels of stress, they might accident. They they, they might like panic, or they might the sa- they might discharge the guns. They might sabotage the mission or whatever. You know, <laughs> no, um, that's like Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, very very much so. Like that, not as severe as Darkest Dungeon. Like it takes <laughs> a while to get Dungeon. there. But... I've beat that game, but I beat it with one character alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, ending. You know, it's also something. So you get there is permadeath in it. If you lose your marines, you lose your marines. Oh. The only time you get a do-over with it is if you lose all four on a mission, you can restart from the last checkpoint. But if someone dies, mm. you can't save scum back. So yeah, it's um, 
it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's tense. They've got the alien behaviors right. Some of the uh, the the big other special aliens that they put in there are really fucked up and really fun to fight. I I, I really fucking love this game. It's so good. <laughs> Gavard, excellent, excellent, excellent. Well done. Well done for finding something that you can latch on to. Yeah, and I now I need to get it finished before fucking Baldur's Gate three comes out. So yeah, hmm. oh yeah. You, you, are you skimming over Final Fantasy sixteen? Then you're not bothering yet. I, I think I'm going to make it my Christmas game. Yeah. Oh, nice, good choice. Because because I, I made you the, definitely I, play I, it. Because I made I, I will play. It. I made the Final Fantasy seven remake Christmas game a couple of years ago. So oh, hmm. okay, cool, 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 cool. Stig, I have oh, sorry. My voice, <laughs> my voice is knackered. Uh, I have reached puberty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I have reached puberty. Uh, no, this week, I have gone to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's a title for a film. The, um, I think it's better than the last one. Yeah, I mean, how was it? It's fine. You know what I mean? don't mind the title. Yeah, title's fine. Um, yeah, so this is obviously the latest Indiana Jones film, the last Indiana Jones film. Harrison Ford Ouch. is back as the titular character. He's also joined by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays Helena, who is his goddaughter, the daughter of his old kind of archaeology buddy, uh, Basil Shaw, played by Toby Jones. And it's basically him... He trying to get to the other part of the Ankitathera, which is Archimedes' dial. Um, oh, is it Archimedes? Yes. Oh. Before the bad Nazi man, Dr. Voller, played by Mads Mikkelsen, gets there first. So oh. it's Indiana Jones versus Nazis again, because that's what he does best punching Nazis. Great Nazis. <laughs> no. Stop it. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's not what I enjoyed it. To be honest, it's a hell of a lot better than Temple of Crystal School. A hell of a <laughs> lot a better. What's a low bar? Here. Yeah. That was my um, biggest worry. So it doesn't hit the heights of the first three, but I don't think it ever was going to be. But I think Harrison Ford knew that Crystal School didn't see that character off well. And he's even come out of it like in interviews and said, like, feel like I needed to kind of draw a line properly under the character and see him off properly. So, and it's perfectly good like joy joyful film like i don't really have much issues with it really for an indiana jones in his 80s you know this ain't gonna be an indiana jones in his 30s is it so so and it does a perfectly good job of actually kind of placing that character in situations for an eight-year-old you know yeah action hero do you know what i mean so it's and um yeah, this season like kind of globe trotting all over the place, like finding clues and going to different places. We start the film as well with a flashback scene, so we start the film right. It's right at the end of the war. Uh, we have some de-aging technology on uh, Harrison Ford. I think it looks really good. I've seen people complain. I, I just think it's because they know what he looks like now and what he used to look mm-hmm. like. And de-aging isn't 100% there, but I think this is probably some of the best de-aging I've seen. And that opening segment, with it's this um, kind of uh, fight within a town and on a train. I thought it was really good. Long's in a museum. And he says that a few times. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's, it feel, that opening section feels very Indiana Jones. It, would, it's in, mm-hmm. it feels like 
something you would could easily have put in any of the other three, including the the dialogue, including like some of the fights and some of the kind of you know, like the just kind of like he taps a soldier on the on the head and he turns around and he gives him a bop. Like it feels yeah, very Indiana. It. Yeah, like it feels very Indiana Jones. Um, I was disappointed because this isn't in the film when he kicks a Nazi off the train that he didn't say mm. "Get off my train." so that kind of sets up the whole uh the whole story that uh, he's kind of first interaction with mads mickelson's character uh the friendship he has with toby jones they find the ankitathera and only one half of it and through the story we find that um basil has spent his whole life trying to find the other half and that's where his daughter comes into it. She's kind of now trying to find the other half and relying on kind of Indiana to help her with that. Yeah, I mean, but the action is pretty solid. It, it Like I said, it does what you'd expect for the constraints they have. I don't think it, it's not as over the top as Crystal Skull at all. There's no like nuking in the fridge. There's no swinging with monkeys. <laughs> like it's, it's, as, it's not... It's over the top, but not as, you know, it's in keeping with the rest of the other Indiana Jones films. Yeah. So it, it feels perfectly fine. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge does a really good job with uh, Helena. Like, I think she's really fun. She's got good dialogue. I know she is writing the Tomb Raider series for Amazon. She is. She is. Based on this, I think she could pull off a Lara Croft. I know she's, mm-hmm. I think she's 42 now. So it would be a, an older Lara Croft, you know, not no, nope. but I think that <laughs> I think that she'd pull it off based on this, and just like the kind of yeah, character, based on the kind of I character like her, anyway. she is, is cool is in this. I think if he made that her, her into Lara Croft, it would fit. But yeah, yeah. That, it's really good. And John uh, John Reese Davis is back as Salah for a bit of a cameo here and oh, there. Nice. Um, is Shia LaBeouf in it? No, Shia LaBeouf isn't in it, but they do address that. So I appreciated them taking the time, okay. effort to to go into why he's not around. So do it. And there's just, just moments. There's moments in this film that are like, they kind of they step back away from the action, and there's moments of pathos, and it allows Indiana Jones to be a, more of a human than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's real emotion to some of the stuff that he talks about in this film, and. And, and his regrets and things like that. So I think it kind of adds a new dynamic to to the character in that sense. He's not just a wisecracking fun adventurer. He's actually, you know, he's, he's old and he kind of has issues and it's, de- and it's dealing with that. Uh, Boyd Holbrook is also in this as one of the, um, basically the second man to Dr. Voller. He's his kind of... yeah. And he's, he's I would say muscle, the, uh... but he's not his muscle because his muscle is a guy called Olivia Richards, who Richard, who is seven foot two and absolutely fucking huge, and he's just I throwing mean. people around in this film, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I fully enjoyed it. I mean, I get people's complaints. I don't get the, the complaints I've seen where people are, oh, this is fucking terrible, blah blah blah. Like, I think people are just so negative these days. I, yeah, I, but then people probably like the Transformers films, mate. Like, I, don't worry I, about it. I try not to be too negative about films unless it's Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, which was terrible. Yeah, I, I genuinely, if I don't like a film, 
I'll say I don't like it, and then I kind of move on. But there are people who you don't will, stick up for it for no reason. It will just go on and on and on. But like this for me is a perfectly serviceable summer blockbuster. You aren't, yeah. like I said, you aren't going to get what you got with Raiders or Last Crusade or anything like that. You're not getting that. That's not what this is about. But I think it does mm-hmm. a perfectly good job of kind of putting a line under that character and saying, right, that's it. Indiana Jones no more, yeah. and he's not coming back. He's not being rebooted. Not, be not while Kathleen Kennedy's still alive, at least, because no. I basically stood an interview to her today and she said, no, he's never coming back as that character if it's not Harrison Ford and he doesn't want to do any anymore. So, and also it has, it has a kid in this. Um, Ethan Isidore plays a kid called Teddy. He's like little pickpocket character who's with Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character. He's really good. He's not an annoying child. It's actually really fun, and it's hard these days to have a character like that, a kid character that's not annoying <laughs> in this kind of film. I'm very, I'm, very, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching this in a few weeks on Disney+. Plus. Really yeah, am. that's the problem, isn't it? It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a problem for me, mate. No, I mean, the problem with, like, we be kind of discussing this in our Discord about films like this now not doing as much money, and it's stopped putting them on Disney+, Plus in six weeks. Yeah, that's what I mean. Give it that's six I mean. to seven months and make make people go to the cinema to see it. Oh, and if if it if it were eight months, I'd have to go and see it now. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's a three out of five film. Yeah, perfectly good. Has a really nice ending that kind of draws a line on it. Goes a bit. Um, the CGI is a bit shonky in some places. I don't understand why they kind of went to places like Sicily yet still use backdrops created by images. <laughs> like at times, you just like. You can tell it's CGI. Why was a lot filmed during the pandemic? They they had some of that constraints, but they still did Not a lot of loca- location shooting. Not like yeah, yeah. Crystal who, um, School, where they did like a lot in it? America. Uh, it's James Mangold, so the guy who did Logan. Ooh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. But Logan's he's great. he's you know they have said that he did consult with Spielberg and Lucas, and you know when they needed a few things, and there's a few Spielbergian. Kind of, I was going to say, Spielberg's not going to let him just stray too far from the vision. Yeah, yeah there's, gonna, there's, there's, there's got to be something in there. Do, 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 do. Obviously, like, the music's great. The music's always going to be <laughs> good in it. But yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's, it's, I think, uh, John, John Williams' last score, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's, I think, he's retiring. I think, um, I think Harrison Ford's pretty happy with it. So if he's good. happy to kind of... That's- See the character. Better than Crystal Skull. Jesus, it's much better than Crystal Skull. Oh, they didn't. Cool. Excellent. 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 Have we got any feedback? We have some feedback. What the listeners been doing this bloody week? You know what? The listeners have been fucking busy. Should be going to work, Mm. but nah, they've been doing shit. No, Mm -hmm. providing us with content. It's great. Exactly. So, (laughs) so we are going to start off with the with the diseased brain of Supernaticat. Here we go. Uh, And she said, "This week I listened to a whole ton of Run the Jewels." I've listened to a few songs in the past, particularly bangers like Ooh La La, but it's the first time I've actually sat down and listened to an album. I couldn't tell you which one, but I've listened to one. And man, I'm in love. Wish I'd found them sooner. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I I know of them. I know of them, but not for me. I've actually seen them. I was working at Dismaland, the uh, Banksy thing, and they did a show. Dismaland? Yeah, there was this um, That sounds like Disneyland too much, that, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, it was point. exactly. It was a play. Yeah, oh, it was a play oh. on Disneyland. Of course, um, so, thanks. So you're too smart for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, anyway, there was this created art show that ran for a month or so, 
that they had bands every Saturday night, um, Massive Attack and Fatboy Slim and a couple of other, Run the Jewels was one of them. I'd never heard of them until that point. Oh my God, they were so much fun. And this, the, uh, the main lyricist, I guess you'd call him, is an absolute man mountain. MC. Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Oh my God. He's ace. Cool. He also does a lot of, um, I think he's done some like, TV shows. I can't remember if it was a not, uh, on Netflix or if it was on their own YouTube, but he does a lot of um, supporting black businesses and everything and how to get money oh, back man. into the black community and everything. So it's really interesting. Yes, he's a really he does. interesting yeah. character. I've seen a few like, TikTok things just, on him. Mm. He just is. released an album. He is a big lad. Solo album as well. He's a killer. We... Cool. Yeah, he's um, very good. I really, I really like them. Uh, Zenos has said, uh, Hi folks, I should be working this morning despite it being a Sunday. As we're moving house tomorrow, I need to make up for not being available, but my workflow has crashed, so I'm hearing your contact form instead. Excellent, Zenos. You got the priorities right. Mm-hmm. This week and over the last few weeks, I've been playing Inkbound, a roguelike turn-based strategy game from Shiny Shoe, the makers of Monster Train. Pay attention okay. here, Rudolph. Okay, I'm here, I'm here. It's in early access, but frankly, it's so polished already that you probably wouldn't notice. Got a charming art style, simple but incredibly satisfying mm. combat mechanics, and all the ridiculous damage snowballing you could ask for. Co-op mm. with four players and noodles, noodles, and it's cheap too. There is a season pass and a cash shop, but it's all purely cosmetic, and there are a bunch of cosmetics available for every class, both on the free track of the season pass and from achievements in game. I've been playing with two or three friends most of the time and fights scale to your team size, so while it's never really overwhelming, it still takes some actual thought on how you're going to upgrade and use your resources despite every fight being a pushover. Unless you get 400 burn stacks on a boss for 78,000 damage because that will absolutely make it a pushover. Letting me (laughs) double the debuff stacks was a mistake even when it's intentional. I love Monster Train as well. Looks like it's only PC only though. Uh, yeah, at the minute I think it's I think it's it's coming to um, consoles. Later. Xbox, Xbox, probably. <laughs> but it, um, it's 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 worth looking up just the graphics noodles because the graphics are fucking beautiful. It's got an absolutely yeah, well. charming little art style. It kind of looks like like a hype like a hyper pop version of Hades at times. Don't say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna see if it's going to come to consoles. He had me at burn stacks, mate. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's still an early access on PC. They haven't said anything about console releases, but it, it looks like something that will. It could go to. It's one of those things that probably will end up on the Switch or something later down the line. That'll do me. But it looks fucking great. Cool. Um, Robotic Monkey's written in says, Hello, given that Oodles asked for some feedback without using an at, everyone in the Discord, I thought I'd repay and kind of give some feedback about what I'm watching. You're welcome. No, always at, at everyone. Always at everyone. I just know they all get tits on. <laughs> yeah, don't get that. <laughs> so uh, your robot, robot, uh, Robotic Monkey says he's been watching Barry. I'm quite surprised I don't hear more people talking about the show. For people who haven't seen it, it's a dark comedy about a former Marine played by Bill Hader who's now trying to scrape a living as a hitman. The first three seasons of it are absolutely brilliant television. Sadly, the final season, which just recently wrapped up, fell a little short of the mark for me. It's not awful, but I'm just not really sure it adds anything to what was already a brilliant story. If you've not seen any of it, I give it a solid recommendation. It's on Sky Comedy, so it might be why it's not. <laughs> what the fuck, Sky Comedy? They've even heard of it. Yeah, so fuck. it might be why like, a lot, a lot of people have seen it. I've seen the first two episodes of it. It is good. I need to go back to it. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm say it's a comedy. Buy, I I, I, it's like a black. I can't comedy. buy um, Bill Hader as a marine. 
No. The fuck? <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> Marines can be skinny. Mm, I'm Marines nerdy all and shapes and sizes. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, they do. Um, okay. Last up, we have Angry Kurt. Uh, best boy saying this weekend I went to see that then new Indiana Jones film and you know what it was okay see? okay not in the same yeah, league as the original people. trilogy but I think most indie fans would be satisfied with it sure it could be better but at least it wasn't Crystal Skull scenario again <laughs> <laughs> that's two people it, I, it, that's it, two people's opinion I trust that's it, fine it, it, um, it does the job of being the yeah. fourth best Indiana Jones, and that's all it had to do. That's the mid- <laughs> all it had to do is be the fourth best. Like, you understood the so, assignment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gaming wise, me and fellow Discordian Tig has started Far Cry Six in co-op, which has been fun. Particularly a level where we had to infiltrate two large ships, where he sniped from a lighthouse and spotted enemies for me, whilst I went around on the ship taking them out silently. Of course he used Curtis bait. That's exactly that's a TIG move. Right? He's like, you go there, I'll stay here and be safe. Of course he did. Of course he did. He's such a dad. Other than that, I finished uh, the, the new series of I Think You Should Leave, which was brilliant as always, and continued on to season three of Ted Lasso. Nice. These had a healthy, healthy media week. Yeah, he's, he's done, he's done he a fair bit. Tell him, he should go to work. He needs to go to work, mm, yeah. that lad. Yeah, mm. and they put out their in Bruges episode this week. On oh, they did. I need to listen to that. Yes, listen to yeah, that I start, one. I've, I've started it. I will finish it. Cool, cool. Can't cool. believe Peter had never seen in Bruges. That is baffling, isn't it? <laughs> mate, <laughs> tell you what, let's, Kurt let's, keeps, let, keeps let, doing with it. Kurt with never them. watched any Marvel film, mate. Let's not fucking yeah, get into that. No, true, yeah. <laughs> when he did his Jaws one, he was. He, he, I'm sure he's doing this to me on purpose. Like I said, <laughs> he keeps like. Drawing out whether he likes something at the beginning, making it sound like he didn't like it, and then going right at the end. Oh, yeah, it was great. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because he understands content. Yes, he does. That's how you content. keep him coming. And sat there going, like that, going, don't you dare, Kurt! Don't you dare say that this is a bad <laughs> film. Uh, but yeah, cool, that's, a, cool, that's cool. all the feedback. Thank you for your feedback. So, as always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. Please consider. I'm, I'm trying to sustain a burp here. By the way, <laughs> that's why I'm talking really funny. Uh, I'm drinking Iron Brew 1801 or 1901. It's fucking delicious. Just, just send yeah. it out. It can be a new co- no, a new segment. Not doing it. Not doing it. But yes, please consider becoming a patron to help support us. And we hope you liked this version of the show. Next week we will be doing great soundtracks to shit films. It's not a Nexus episode. It's going to be just a full feature. You're going to get with the program very soon. Now I've done the socials, I did promise you a new segment that's going to be here every single week. So let me please welcome you to What's Up in Candyland. And now, What's Up in Candyland? Buckle up, everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I don't know if I've spoken about this fo- before, but it's something that's haunted me throughout life, and I really needed to get some answers for it. Uh-huh. So, years ago, I watched a film called The Mummy 1999, starring Brendan Fraser. That's the film's full title is, The Mummy 1999. The Mummy 1999. <laughs> There's a fine film. There's a scene where Imhotep, Raises his arms. Yep. No hair. No hair anywhere. No hair on his body, no hair on his head, no head on his armpits. 
I was distracted for the rest of the film. I could okay. not stop thinking about, was it the actor that shaved? Does he just have alopecia and just doesn't have any hair? Was it a artistic <laughs> decision? Did Egyptians not have any hair? Did they not ha- have hair by choice? Did they not have hair? Mm-hmm. Was that the fashion? Let me tell you, it was the fashion. And I went, I did some digging. Oh, she's digged. She's oh. dug. I've dug. <laughs> Egyptians, so they kind of created boats being sugared and waxed. Wax, we all know what it is. Sugared, I'm not too sure about, but I've heard it hurts. So it's, 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 it's like a it's sugar, just like being it? waxed, but it's with yeah, su- it's with boiling sugar. Why it's the same as that? it's the same as um, prison napalm, where you put uh, sugar in a kettle and throw it on someone's fucking face and burn the face off. Uh, You've been to prison, Candy? Come on. Oh, I know. Well, maybe maybe that's to come. So they use. As well as the old sugaring and waxing, which sounds a bit like being tarred and feathered, arsenic mm-hmm. and quick time. So basically, yep. they created the very first version of Veet. So <laughs> that then got me onto like, what? What else did they do? Did they do anal bleaching? Like, I'm going for cinnamon here. So you, hang on, you jumped from armpits and heads to, to arseholes. She jumped yeah, from Brendan like Fraser to bleached arses. Well, so, 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 I mean. Everyone's got a hairy arsehole. This is just a fact of life. And if you're going to get close to your arsehole with... I bet Stigan, I bet he's like a fucking dolphin from it. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For his eyebrows down. I mean, that comes with its own problems, doesn't it? If you don't have the hair, then you've got nowhere to trap the moisture and it just comes out. He slips off of the bed when he's bouncing. He just slides off. Well, I bet they all... I bet they all had fucking fun sliding down those pyramids. (laughs) I don't think they did that. They had races. But yeah, like, so did they like arsenic their arson holes? Who knows? So also, if you want a good time, and this also, my, my journey throughout the internet led me to this. If you want a good time, look up V for Men reviews. Yeah, V for Men reviews are great. Oh my goodness. But there's a twist. I've never twi- waxed ever. Well, well maybe you're that's why the mummies out. were mummified. They're wrapped in bandages after Candy. going through. I, yeah, they, they, they weren't actually dead. They were just dying. <laughs> I am ninety nine percent hair. You are surprisingly hissuit, aren't you? I am. Not. I am very hairy. I have, I sometimes I have do... hair on my head. You said that when, when, when in person. You went, "How hairy are you?" I know because <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed the chest hair kind of poking up to say hello to me. Like we said hello and had a hug, and then your chest hair came out, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I'm a hairy boy. You should do me ass, mate. Ooh. I I I generally constant. Uh, I I don't have hairy. I, I shave my armpits, shave my chest. Yeah, I know people that do. I, I have do. hardly any hair on my legs. I shave my legs, but I have hardly any hair on it. Um, got a perfectly smooth bottom. Um, <laughs> show us. Say bottom again. Bottom. <laughs> bottom. Um, bottom. Pubes get trimmed. <laughs> Balls get shaven. You know, the fucking audience has to know more about us. Jesus fucking. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, All I'm saying is, listeners, I don't grow hair. I don't grow hair. I've like whisked well, it. What's that what you're doing? You're shaving all fucking No, off. I have. Yeah, <laughs> because chance. why would I want pubes? On my nipples, that's what all I get. Like wispy bits, wispy yeah. bits of hair on my nips. No, that just looks fucking stupid. So they they come off. I, I sweat less with let with without my armpit hair, so that's why I carried on doing that. So if I could afford lasering, well, I'd get it all lasered off so I'd never have to do I'm it I'm kind of jealous, mate. Cause my, my Can't grow a beard. Mex- You've Mexican seen wolf that. boy. Whenever I let it grow out after about five days, it looks like I've rubbed dirt on my face. So <laughs> I have hair, hair in my head, some on my legs, 
that is about it. I have hair from like the middle of my calves down, so I'm basically like a Shire horse. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, ladies and gentlemen, that's what's up in Candleland this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me say this: there is one twist to this tale. There was a female. There's a there's a female pharaoh called. Or something. Okay. She, yeah, she, wore a, she wore a false beard. So there you Neat go. Standing. Yeah. Incredible. Beards so the are roles powerful. were flipped. Beards are powerful. I, I concur. Yeah, so the men shaved and the, and the women were hairy. Mmm. It's like mm. the anime the noodles was talking about. Yeah. Uku. Uku. I can't even fucking say it. Uku. The inner chambers. But yes, that is what is up in Candleland. Mm. Thank you for being listeners. If you I'm are not a patron. This this is the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed this brisker episode. But if you are a patron, there's more to come. For everyone else, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.